Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message is called Practicing Grace. Our text is from 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, the seventh through the eleventh verses. The end of all things is near, therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Peter's letter was meant to encourage and uplift the early church, scattered and suffering from persecution. Then, toward the end of the text, he reminds these new believers who they are and whose they are and how they should respond to that reality. Verse 10, he writes, Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Now, there are many preachers who would argue this prescribed behavior is limited to the faithful. But I'd like to suggest this morning that this instruction, this primer on what I call practicing grace, should be extended to the whole world. And that's what I want to talk to you about for just a few minutes this morning. Practicing grace. The Hebrew Bible defines grace in terms of God's mercy, loving kindness, and favor on those who don't deserve it. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that covers just about everybody. The Apostle Paul insists that salvation comes to us by grace alone. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, grace is solely in the control of God. But through Jesus' life and sacrifice, we have a model of how grace looks in the flesh. I don't know about you, but for me, the notion of grace does no good if it stays in the Bible. It has to be real. It has to work now for me to understand it. So practicing grace is the way we as God's children can make way for the Holy Spirit. It's the way we can model love to the world. It's how we channel Jesus and shine God's light in the world. I live in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts. It's a gloriously eclectic neighborhood. It's bordered by the Jamaica Way, a beautiful winding two-lane thoroughfare built in the 19th century. It was probably at its peak something to see, something to ride on when horses and buggies were there. But let me tell you, it has long outlived its usefulness. Today it is narrow, and during uh, the early morning rush and the evening rush, it is packed. What I've observed on the Jamaica Way tells me a lot about human nature because typically people are nice, they drive, they, you know, watch out for each other, but during those rush hours, oh my goodness, they turn into insane people. Nobody makes eye contact, the traffic doesn't move fast, but nobody helps anybody, nobody lets anybody in front of them. People are just mad. And the crazy thing is they're not even going fast. 
Traffic engineers call this willingness to let somebody in front of you a courtesy space. But I believe it's ultimately it shows people's willingness to practice grace. You see, grace can be as big as God or it can be as simple as giving somebody a break. And nobody in this world seems to want to give anybody a break. We live in a graceless world. The roots of grace in Greek are found in the word charis, charity. It is a word we have demeaned, Lord, to attach to the other. You know, we look down on people when we talk about charity. But if you take that word out of that context, it's really a beautiful word. Author Philip Yancey calls grace the world's last best word. We have trivialized and misused the term love. We love baseball, we love the Red Sox, and we love each other. But grace holds its own. Because no matter how you use it, it implies the same. You talk about a grace period, more time. Gratuity, a little extra something, something. Gracious people are accommodating and giving people. Perhaps if we used grace more, it would help us find our way back to love. We are called to imitate Christ and practice grace. That's what this text says. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. By practicing grace, we create an atmosphere that unleashes the Spirit of God on the world. That's what Peter speaks about in this text. He's preaching to Jewish exiles scattered all over the Roman world. He wants them to know as God's chosen people, they're not like everybody else. They have a responsibility not to act like everybody else. Now, there's all kinds of ways we can act that out, but essentially grace would be, to me, the best of that. Christ is about to return, and that should motivate them as well as motivate us to allow the Holy Spirit in our lives to rebuke sin, to model Christ, to be conduits of God's grace in the world. That's how we live expectantly for God always growing and showing the love of God, always willing to go the distance for God. Your money, your possessions, your status will mean nothing in God's kingdom. You must invest your time, your talent, your life to Christ and showing God's mercy. Oh my goodness, we need more of that. I first discovered grace in war-torn Sudan. I went there as a reporter to cover a story on slavery and ended up helping a group of ministers Build a school for girls. The experience changed my life. As you know, South Sudan is the world's newest country. It paid a huge price to get there. It's been a country at war against itself forever. Women and children have been raped and taken slaves by their enemies. This is a remote part of Africa without infrastructure, without basic resources. I remember that first trip. I accidentally stepped on a bowl of grain that a woman had in the front of her tukul, her hut. She was pounding on more grain. I was trying to get a closer picture of her. And in stepping on this bowl, I ruined her family's meal for the entire day. Later on that day, in that same village, that woman agreed to carry out my luggage, put it on her head, and carry it to the next village. And I couldn't understand where her kindness and hospitality came from. She certainly didn't know me on TV. She wasn't being paid. There was just this heart of grace there. It was an awe-inspiring moment for me. It showed me that hospitality is 
is really kind of a divine thing that nobody holds the key to, but everybody can practice. God calls us to practice that kind of grace. It's not about doctrine. It's not about who's going to get in heaven and who's not. It's about being open-hearted to the world. That is our calling, I believe. Living out your purpose. Author Frederick Beekner says, a calling is when your joy meets the world's needs. It means freely giving something a little extra to the world, whether the world deserves it or not. Offer hospitality without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. I'm now the pastor of a small Presbyterian church in one of the the toughest, most challenging neighborhoods in Boston. At Roxbury Presbyterian Church, we are working with some gang-involved young men and their families, trying to teach them about forgiveness. It's an uphill battle. We are working on character development initiatives in our tutoring program to instill compassion in children. Some have no idea what it is. It seems that forgiveness and compassion are in short supply in this world. There are many people who who live by the credo, it's us against them. Well, let me assure you, after traveling the world and looking at the state of humanity, there's only us down here, and there's God. At Roxbury Presbyterian Church, we are trying to plant hope in a neighborhood that lives on the brink of hopelessness. There is poverty, unemployment, illiteracy, drug abuse, far too much violence. We realize that the circumstances of people's lives will not change unless there is a full investment by a community around them, the courts, the government, the education systems, and the community has to be engaged. But I would argue this day that nothing will change in this neighborhood or any other neighborhood if we don't engage in some good old-fashioned evangelism. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is grace. If it were not for my faith, I would have no hope in young, overwhelmed, under-resourced, single moms getting the kind of support they need. If Jesus had not forgiven those who sent him to the cross, I would not believe that gang-involved young men could stop killing each other. If Jesus had not risen out of the tomb, I would have no hope that a violence-weary neighborhood could heal. But because of God's grace... Through a living spirit, Jesus Christ, I have hope that nothing is impossible, anything can change, and God's grace is sufficient. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your amazing grace. And my prayer this morning is that that grace will just filter throughout this radio, God, out into the atmosphere of this world, and people will learn to practice it to make a difference. In the name of Jesus, amen. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. 
And we are thrilled to extend this special invitation to join us for our fall revival when we proclaim These Bones Shall Live, October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. at Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Love will reign if you let love rule. Love can heal the deepest wounds. 